This is a podcast from Minute Media. Winning. Weekly. Smith for the win. Runchy K. Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another episode and a really special episode of Winning Picks Weekly. As always, John Malika here with our video producer from Knicks Jets, etc. Co-host here, Greg Albert. What up, Greg? What's going on? And then we have our newest and honestly, the the, the newest daily better, right? We got <laughs> Greg on the daily baseball, but we got we got Chip on the daily lines here. What up, Chip Murphy Seven? What up, Chip? What's up, John? How you doing, man? Good, dude. Good. And I mean, this is, this is the holiday. This is what I've learned all my years knowing Craig. Like the, the, the NFL draft is the number one holiday. The NBA draft's only two rounds. Still counts. Still counts as a holiday. And we're finally here. I can't wait to get the early morning text from Greg on draft day, uh, by Drake. <laughs> I can't wait to get it. I'm going to be hyped. And honestly, we have the perfect guest for this episode. He came on to Knicks Jets, et cetera, for a Knicks draft episode. Definitely check that out. It was un- You have checked it out if you're listening right now. Uh, it was really good. You know him. Uh, Chris Persianen, draft class, Knicks film school. He has been absolutely killing it. He is all over the lines. He's been following Chip. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anything that Chip goes on and on about, uh, about any, any first round, any first pick, third pick, Knicks pick, anything that's moving around. Chris is on it. Chip is on it. Greg is on it. And honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear Greg's NBA draft takes. I know he's all over the NFL. He, he's a little more, you know, laid back when it comes to the NBA draft. So we have a really nice panel today. I'm really hyped. But first, Chris, what up, man? How you doing? What's up, guys? Awesome to be here. Excited. Um, a little nervous, uh, especially with some of the you know, rumors that have been flying around, um, the rumors I'm getting in my texts that are making me extra nervous, like <laughs> just not fun. You know, I'm, I'm like at work on my phone being like, yeah, guys, good stuff. Good stuff on the, on the defense. <laughs> oh my God, plus 350. Like, that's, <laughs> you know, it's like not good. Um, man, 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 man. How many players? How many players can get traded within forty-eight hours in the NBA? Every single pick has been traded. Every single player has been drafted to mostly the Knicks, but I mean, at least I've flown around. I think Brogdon has played on damn near every single team so far in the last forty-eight hours. I mean, Pacers front office is working really hard right now. (laughs) Brogdon and Turner, swear to God, those guys are. Brogdon will actually get traded, but Turner is going to be on the trade block as a pacer for like the next six years. Like yeah. I just <laughs> that, that's a Carlisle special to, to keep your to keep your center on the trade block. That's a that's a he loves to do that. Uh, that's like his type of running backs. But what's really important here, guys, and everyone's tuning in for the NBA draft special. It seems like the first three picks are kind of in stone. The drafts. The, the draft odds, even as we started recording, have changed. Right now, it's looking like Jabari Smith at minus 300, Paello at plus 290, which is crazy, right? He's over Chet. And Chet, I have it at plus 375, of course, depending on what book you're shopping. It's not even available in New York. It's around there. 
let's let's start with you, Chip. I mean, I we know you've been you've been following these odds. So, what's your take on on these movements right here? And is it going to fall in that order? I think I think Jabari is going to be the number one pick. I wouldn't bet against Jabari for sure. Would you take uh, the three hundred? Is that is that easy money? Like just like quick money in the bank, or is that still risky? No, I think it's quick money in the bank. I'd throw it in a parlay for sure. The uh, the last eight number one overall picks have all been minus money. The last number one overall pick to be plus money was Anthony Bennett, which was one <laughs> of like, deservedly so. Yeah, yeah, which was one of the most bizarre, awful sure. draft picks in the history of sports. So there's one thing like even like the most casual basketball fan knows like. We typically know who's going to go number one in the NBA draft. And since the beginning, even though Chet Holmgren seems like the kind of guy that this Orlando Magic front office would draft, it's been Jabari Smith since the beginning. So I'm trying not to let this whole Paolo movement at the end here <laughs> throw me and make me think like, oh, maybe, you know, Chet's odds are getting long. Maybe it's worth it throwing money on Chet. And, you know, maybe there's something to this whole Paolo thing. Jabari's been the favorite the entire time. Yeah, and he still is the favorite. I, I'm not betting against Jabari going number one. That's fair. That's fair. Chris? The draft class, mock draft 1.0, <laughs> had Paolo going number one to the Magic. Chip knows I like a lot of the Magic's young guys. I really like Wendell Carter Jr. Young, young draft analyst Chris, when I was like 16, had two takes that year. I had two takes in that draft. Take number one, Luke is the number one player. Take number two, I'm taking Wendell over Marvin from Duke. I, you know, so one of the most overshadowed Duke players in recent memory was Wendell Carter Jr. He was Very the best prospect coming out of that school, and no one cared. Um, <laughs> I like Suggs. I think it's okay to say he was terrible in his rookie year. I think he'll be all right. I really like Markel Fultz. I think he can... I don't know. I'm a sucker a for, for rim pressure. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not a hot take. Did you watch him last year? Did you see the extent to which he was pressuring the rim on a play-to-play basis at ease? I mean, this guy's getting really good. It, it, he's turned into now. It's taken longer than we expected. He's turned into a if he can shoot guy. If he can shoot, the rest is all there. He's going to be really good. A lot of those guys in Orlando. I know. So. What up, Jonathan Isaac? Add Jonathan Isaac, <laughs> RJ Hampton to this equation. And Paolo is the, you know, the, the cleanest, easiest choice at number one. Add the go to scorer to your lineup. You can go, geez, Cole, sixth man, faults. Suggs, Isaac, Paolo, Carter. Have Isaac at the, the, you know, Paolo and Isaac is going to be too big, but we just saw this work in Cleveland with, with enough offensive ability and enough defensive ability to kind of finagle their way through and be like, Hey, this is positionless basketball, just not the way you guys are thinking. Uh, that's okay. You know, I still think Paolo is, is who the number one pick should be as in, in terms of will be. Jeez, man. Jabari is the ultimate savior job draft pick. Jabari is, hey, well, I took the kid with all the tools at number one. <laughs> remember, remember when Seattle passed on Kevin Durant? I wasn't going to make that mistake. And the, and the team owner's like, oh, okay, I get you. 
You know, like <laughs> that's yeah. it. Um, Jabari is the ultimate job saver. I feel like in Orlando, he buys you time. You know, hey, how is he supposed to shine when the rest of our core can't shoot? Uh, we need time to get this team together. The front office in Orlando just signed extensions. Both the GM and the Pobo just signed extensions too. So they know they have time to work with. That would that for me would be Jabari or Chet. If you know you have time to work with, um, if you know you need to buy time, I would say just Jabari. But if you know you have time to work with Jabari or Chet, and they they you know OKC and Chet, I think that connection is way too strong. Um, and he, cause he lets them tank, right? He lets the, he lets them add a, a potential number one pick at number two, who they know will not be good, but they can justify playing a lot of minutes year one. I mean, it will not be good year one. Chet's number one on my board. So I think he'll be very good, but you, you guys get what I'm saying. So, um, so are you, I, I would are you bet Jabari. I would okay, bet Jabari. Like I agree with Chip, but. I would have bet Jabari yesterday when he was minus yeah. 170. I think that's a time where you th- throw a one unit play, you know, if your units are a hundred, right? Like 170 to profit a hundred and just call it right now. He's when last I saw it was minus 275. Last you saw it was minus 300. I am not going to sit here and tell people, Hey, uh, well, actually nothing I'm saying is gambling advice disclaimer, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit here and tell people. That they should bet $300 to profit a third of that amount if this guy goes number one overall. Hey, yeah, hey, you're putting, hey, you're putting hey, a lot hey. of faith and in, in faith in the Orlando Magic front office if you do that. So I don't, I don't blame know you if you I, don't want to do that. I like those though sometimes. Like, you know, just like free money. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes they have like on DraftKings like minus 20,000 for Golden State or Boston to score a point. Yeah. Like, this is what I, <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. I, what I would I say. Like if you're like really confident in like Rory McElroy to win the British Open or something. Oh, okay. Throw Jabari Smith <laughs> in with Rory McElroy to win the British Open or something like that. Or if you want to like double down on like the yet the Yankees and the Mets to win the American and National League. That's what I was thinking oh about God. doing. Throwing Jabari like in there. Throwing Jabari yeah, in. I like I like this that. as a parlay leg. I yeah, but Jabari, you're I not going to win any money just betting on him. Exactly. Out. I think suggesting this as a straight bet is is literally clinically insane. So <laughs> if I had to if I had to give an official suggestion, I'd say, man, go ahead and put that in a parlay with two different. If you really like Jabari to go one, pick two different like money lines or something of a game, baseball game that day. Parlay with that, and then take a quarter of a unit. And throw it on Boncaro for the just for the culture, <laughs> just in case, just in case, just in case, just a quarter of a unit, nothing crazy. Greg, what's your move here? Yeah, I mean, you know, we got Chris on here to talk X's and O's, be our you know draft expert. And I love that he broke down Orlando's roster and kind of what they're looking at because you know I come in to this situation as a much more casual fan of both the NBA. You know, college basketball, I think I watched a little bit more than the average person. But during the NCAA tournament, man, Paolo was just taking over games. <laughs> and when you needed a bucket, he was hitting it time after time after time. I was like, dude, this this is what you need when you're a struggling franchise. I don't know the details, and I don't know every single thing about Blanchero and all these other guys. But to me, he has the look and the feel of a number one overall pick. That combined with the line movement gives me big time like Aiden Hutchinson vibes and the NFL draft vibes from this year. 
where all of a sudden <laughs> Trayvon Walker comes out of nowhere and Drill goes from plus 2,000 to the first overall pick in a matter of a week. I think Paolo just went from plus 1,300 to plus 300 in a day or two. So, Are you going to sprinkle on him at first? Is that what we're talking right now? I think so. I think, like, to Chris's point, quarter unit, Paolo? half unit. Yeah, yeah just you know, man. 50 bucks to win 150. I've done crazier things in my life. Orlando Magic front office. I don't know exactly <laughs> what they're thinking half the time. So, All right, how about this? How about this, Greg? It's worth a shot. I don't think they're thinking Paolo. If you like, if you like yeah. that, though, let me let me open your eyes to. And this is what I love getting on talking about because one, it's about shopping lines. You talked about it, and two, it's about looking at other ways to bet what you want. So I feel like that's where you're going with it, and I love that's something we harp. I feel like week in and week out. Hell yeah! Because if you like Bonchero and and we and we're calling Jabari the easy pick. The you know the front office pick and so Orlando's probably just gonna you know play it safe. Banchero's plus five hundred to go second, and we know that OKC is unconventional. I mean the even more above, slightly above average NBA fan can't name their starting five. Can't even name five players in the whole squad, right? Like I, mean, I remember when they tore up the Knicks, everyone's like, "Who's this guy? Who's this guy? Who's Josh <laughs> Giddy?" I'm like, "Oh, the guy gets a triple double every night." Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you're you playing fancy basketball, you know exactly who that is. But yeah. So uh, do you, uh, because of your love for Bonchero, because of every the whole panels, it feels like maybe besides Chip, are we taking are we taking Pilo at plus five hundred at, at two or is Chet minus two fifty kind of locked in there? Because if you go Bonchero plus five hundred at two, it's an it's an easy parlay. It's a free parlay. But Chet Chet at third is plus five twenty five. I'll give you a piece about Chet real quick because then I want Chris and Chip to talk more about it because they're, I think, more plugged in with it. Chet, to me, I would not bet anything on him at minus money, especially if it's like minus 180 or higher, just because to me, from an outside perspective, I love the guy, but watched the high school, you know, YouTube videos of him for <laughs> years now. But at this point, there's so many red flags. You can paint him so many different ways that I think front offices might do that too. So I wouldn't take Chet at minus 200-something, minus 300-something, just because a front office can talk themselves out of him, I think, pretty easily. I already took Chet plus 600 to be third uh, on DraftKings. Okay, so it's about the same. Yeah. Um, That's worth the sprinkle. Yeah. Yeah. I think Houston and Paolo are getting talked about a lot because they would really like him to fall to three. I think there's also a world where... Presti is like, you know what? Screw this. We can give Paolo the ball a lot and still stink year one. Shea and Paolo, let me get myself a defensive five project. Maybe he pulls it off and he's like, I'm just going to give all the picks in the world to tank up, to trade up once we tank for Wemby, half tank for Wemby. I'm going to give up eight first to trade up. Screw it. I'm just going to add Paolo because that's who I'm most comfortable with. I can see that. I just see Oklahoma City liking Chet more for the reasons I described before. Um, but again, plus 600, like, golly, that's, uh, <laughs> that's sprinkle worthy. That's all, that's 0.25 unit sprinkle worthy at plus 600. When we had, De- when me and Jeff had Derek Murray on, uh, our show, it, he's an Oklahoma City guy. A draft guy, but he also used to work in Oklahoma City, and he mentioned Paolo and OKC, and how much OKC would like Paolo too. And he said he said two things. He's like he's mentioned linked OKC and Paolo. 
And then he said, there's no way Chet gets by the Rockets. He's like, I know how the Rockets think. There's no way he gets by them. I kind of might parlay that because it's those are like the, I mean, definitely run it back to the NFL for a second where there's a lot of like cover plus under, you know, kind of symmetry where if this team covers, it's going to be a low scoring game. Uh, I feel like, well, if, if Bacharo goes second, Chet has to go three. If you can parlay those, that's pretty nice, man. A plus 500 right now and a plus 550, plus 525 even. I don't know about on others. You can't parlay that on, on, DraftKings. on DraftKings. You can't you do anything can't. on DraftKings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going to have to be a FanDuel type deal. But let's start where, I mean, conventionally, the NFL, I mean, the NFL, the NBA draft is actually going to begin. And that's at four, right? We have the Knicks rumors. We've talked, we've beat that conversation into the ground. <laughs> You just Overall, said, Knicks, Jets TV, or Knicks, Jets, etc. You guys should go, you know, subscribe, <laughs> give it a like, let us know and, what you think. And Knicks Film School, man, Chris yep. has been screaming about Ivy, w- w- whether one way or the other, he's been screaming about him, <laughs> <laughs> uh, mostly because people talk about IQ when he gets triggered. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, you know now. what? The reason, uh, let me, let me get a sentence off. Let me get a sentance off. The reason, no, 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 one sentence. The reason for that is because the willingness to include a young player that we under covet in a deal that he would not need to be included in is so annoying. Like people are like, yeah, well you have to give up quickly for Ivy. And I'm like, they, they literally would rather have Obi. Like I can tell you right now, like I'm like, this is sourced. They would rather have Obi. And people are like, well, if they want IQ, you have to trade him. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. There's no other fan base in the league. I blew by the one sentence limit. There's no other fan base in the league, in the league that is so eager to talk shit and talk down on their own young players. Nick fans are the fan base that gets shat on most. So what do they do to counter that? They shit on themselves more. What are you doing? Like, why? 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 Piss me off so much. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah, but self-deprecating humor is really funny. This isn't humor. This is straight up just like, Quickly's a career sixth man. Why do you think so? Well, Tibbs would have played him if he was good, and Tibbs (laughs) wants to win. Fuck you. Like, I don't know what else to say about that. Like, goddamn. So much. I agree with him 100%. I love it. He, he also, he also, I don't, I don't him. agree with him. I think we should trade quickly for Ivy. <laughs> die, 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 die. He posted that family guy clip, which is an all timer where it's like, would you want to have this boat or do you want to have this box? And there might be a boat inside. Some, like, someone oh. tweeted at me the other day. They're like, Ao Desumnu just went late first round. Why would we not trade quickly when we can just make picks like that? I was like, Ayo, he's a pump and dump was. scheme. He's an NFT pump and dump scheme. <laughs> Nobody actually thinks that kid is good. Everyone just says he's good because everyone else says he's good. No one, no one actually thinks that guy what? is good. <laughs> Only people that think he's good are Chicago fans. I swear to God, there's no one else that actually watches that kid play and are like, wow, I'm really moved by his potential. No, you're not. Like you, you, Zach Lowe told you to say that. Like I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ! All right, Is we Zach, found the trigger point. <laughs> Did you not IQ. know that was the trigger point? It's always no, quick, no. Though. I like. It. <laughs> I, I knew it was. Yeah. It used to be RJ, but he shut. She, he shut enough people up this year that now I don't have to tell my own boss that saying that if he's as good as Karis Levert, we're blessed is some loser shit to say. Does he, does he deserve the max? Does he deserve the max extension? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Next next off season he will. Right now I'm okay if they tell him to earn it next year. 
All right, so IV at four is insane, right? At minus 145, or is that free money? I don't get why it's... Actually, I do get why it's minus 145, and it's because the books are terrified that... If but even they, if there's if, no trade, say there's no trade. That's what I'm saying, though. They're terrified that Keegan's going to go for. They're terrified really? that Sacramento is going to shit themselves, screw this all up because they bled their hand and only worked out Sohan out of the top prospects. Like, they didn't even bother pretending to work out Keegan. Like, it was just like, hey, we are really clearly trying to draft between seven and 11. Um, like, I think they're terrified that the way Obi was magically there at eight. Uh, and was the favorite to be a Nick the whole time. I think they're scared that Ivy makes it to five because the, uh, Sacramento holds out for Obi and the Knicks have Burks, Grimes, and firsts on the table, 11 and other firsts on the table. Sacramento's like, well, we're not doing this unless you give us Obi. And New York's like, okay, go take Ivy then. And they're like, shit, we just traded Hallie. Uh, panic, Keegan, Keegan, Keegan. And then Detroit's on the clock and we're like, Hey, hey, you like Cam Reddish, you know, like that. <laughs> I think, I think, I think there's, I think the books are scared of that because those, those are real talks that are like the Knicks are actively talking to both Sacramento and Detroit in preparation for anything. It's so interesting because Cam because Reddish for the fifth pick. Um, Cam, but Cam, 40A, several firsts, including 11. Like it's not just like Cam for five. It's like, oh. All the first. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. That's so I'm I'm actually I'm happy that you brought this up, but I'm also okay. upset a little bit because my favorite actual pick of this draft was Keegan Murray over five and a half at plus one eighty five. And it's because I you know, I, I thought Detroit would take him if Ivy's gone. And they're gonna trade so? they're gonna trade Grant to Portland. Yeah. The, the, there's too much the way the NBA is right now, I know I'm rambling, sorry, but the way things are, like, you guys know, like, free agency just, like, doesn't exist anymore. You know, like, there's tampering before the tampering. There's gonna be, oh, you don't even know. Well, we'll talk, <laughs> we'll talk when the recording ends about what the Knicks just did yesterday. Um, man, it's, yeah. So, like, <laughs> the tampering is bad. Um, yeah. but basically, no, like, the, it's all just up in the air. It's like, it's all ever, there's a million paths for everything. I think, Ivy going for is most likely, which is why it's favorited. But if it were like 180, I'd be like, okay, that makes sense. If Ivy to go for was like minus 225, I'd be like, oh, they know something. It's not actually that much of a given that he's going for. Only because for all the people that shat on Knicks going all in on CAA, I'd have to say the only reason that Ivy's not locked in to go for <laughs> is the CAA right now. So, yeah. All right. We keep bringing up the Knicks. Let's just talk about, uh, and I'll start with Chip here because Chip was first on this. He he did the googly eyes on Twitter right away when it first <laughs> came out. He's like, "Why is AJ Griffin the favorite to go to the Knicks at eleven right now?" And at the moment, it's under eleven and a half at minus one hundred five, right? I, do you, I don't know if you have specific Steel. Knicks picks at eleven. Okay, Steel minus one hundred five under eleven and AJ's floor. Man, if the actually, you know what? If the Knicks don't trade up, he might slide, and OKC might be the team to get him at twelve. You know, but uh, if they do stay at eleven, it's AJ if he's there, and, he's, and I can see. Yeah, I think so. He's over ten and a half is minus two eighty five for AJ Griffin on DraftKings. Are you looking at it? 
I have um, I have I have bet on lineup because I'm I'm a, I'm a peasant right. from New York, and apparently the draft is not a a, a game. It's a I, lottery. Like, I thought I'd say, of course, like of course it's gambling, but whatever. Yeah. Doesn't make Chris, any sense. Chris, are you looking at DraftKings? I assume uh, Griffin is I'll minus get on there now. Yeah, Griffin's minus two eighty five for his draft position to be over two ten and a half, which means basically for like him that. to last until the Knicks pick. Well, I'll say that that on that Knicks first pick thing, Griffin should still be the favorite, like right now, if the odds were still up. I think Ivy being the favorite is a result of Nick fans getting excited and hammering it. I was just gonna say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. I think the line moved for a reason. Like if it went from plus eight hundred to plus five fifty, I would have been like, mm, they're hearing what I'm hearing. But it went from plus eight hundred to plus three fifty. Yeah, a lot of Knicks fans spent a lot of money on. So think about it. If they're sure that this is going to happen, he wouldn't have been plus eight hundred in the first place. And once the second they found out, he would have flown to like probably minus odds or something like plus one fifty, plus two hundred to be the Knicks' first pick, right? Because they don't know how the rest of the draft is going to play out. But they knew something. It would be, they really, really knew something. It would be plus 150, plus 175, plus 200. If they heard something though, I can see them bringing it down to plus 600 and I can see the rest of the volume of the bets bringing it down to 350. So, and the, that, the yeah. volume of the bets kept coming in because they had to take it down too, completely off the first team site, off the page on DraftKings. So, so you guys, you guys like the under eleven and a half AJ Griffin at minus one hundred five, basically even money. You get you get a slight discount on the big. If you bet Ivy to be the Knicks' first pick at plus eight hundred, I love that bet as a hedge on that. Okay, but straight up betting against the Knicks to trade up and being the team to take him eleven. Okay, so you, you're saying if it's not the Knicks at eleven, it's going to be over. I think he might go 12. Like, I just think okay, that world exists. Um, Duran, Duran goes to the Spurs at nine and AJ's there at 12 and this, the Thunder are like, okay, well, we're not going to get our center project this year. Uh, let's just go the highest upside guy on the board. And that's, you, th- that's you think Duran goes nine? I think there's a, a world where that happens and we might be living in it. Like, that's, <laughs> that's a real, that's a real thing. So um, that's under 10 and a half is minus 105, which is the same odds as Griffin. Oh, I, I like Duran. Yeah, I like Duran to go top ten. Okay. I might hypothetically have that actually if I check. <laughs> I okay. if I, in a hypothetical I world, had that. I already <laughs> had that. he's he's was plus a hundred to go top ten yesterday, and I got it yesterday. That's great. He's minus yeah, he's minus one twenty now. I would still do it. Him I'm looking 10. at I'm looking at points, but I got it uh, under ten and a half. It's plus one twenty five. So oh. that's a pretty good line right there. I One like question that. I had for you guys. So I liked AJ Griffin. I think that was a name that I was going to throw out there as one of my favorite bets. But right around that range, all the odds, at least on points better, like plus 100, minus 100, goes up to minus 140 for some of the high ones. And then I'm going to butcher the name, so help me out with it. Yang is all of a sudden minus 375 at under 12 and a half. So what am I missing with everything being around like plus or minus 110 and 140 and then all of a sudden guaranteed bet under 12 and a half? It's, a bit of a, it, it, it's almost like the over 10 and a half uh, for Griffin was like minus 250 and the under 11 and a half was minus because I have I have Dang at uh, under 11 at minus 140. So a, a rumbling came out today that New Orleans is looking at him at eight like yeah. psychopaths. 
Um, and I think that's everyone, right? There's like that's why that changed. Well, here's the thing with New Orleans. They've been a, they've been a quiet trade down spot this whole time. Everyone's talking about Sacramento. Everyone's talking about Portland. Mm-hmm. Number eight pick has been the same amount of a trade down spot this entire time. I've been getting told by, by different league, like sources around the league. Um, and, and Griffin's dealing on the phones. Like he's, he's working them. I think maybe this intel of Jang to Pelicans might be only half of a story getting out. People being like, Hey, the Pelicans are interested in Usman Jang if they trade down like some people expect them to. And the reporters were like, Pelicans? Usman Jiang? Oh, top eight pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure, but I think the interest from them is real. And I think if he doesn't go there, OKC at 12 also isn't a crazy spot to okay. project him. I just think if he doesn't go eight, doesn't go nine to San Antonio, doesn't go 12 to OKC, he doesn't get taken until like 17 or 18. I don't know if Charlotte would bite. So we'll see. Over 11 plus 100. Yeah, for me, it's 12 and a half minus 375. The over is plus 260. That's the only other one for the over-unders in like the top 15 or so that I was looking at. That kind of interests me besides Mark Williams. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on him. That's another player I saw when Duke was cooking sometimes. I was like, okay, like big man can fit a scheme if someone needs him. John, you talked a little bit about, you know, the center position kind of you guys comped it to like the running back position in the NFL. I kind of like that. I kind That's of evil. Kinda That's evil. Yeah, I kind of feel I kind of <laughs> felt that when you guys were talking about it. So does he have a shot at going top 15 here or is is no one really looking at him because maybe the center position isn't as a premium as it once was? What what pick is the Hornets pick? That everyone 13 and gone? 15. So 15 he would go. But if they trade but, one of those picks with Hayward and then yeah, just stick it 13 and risk. like take Oche or something like idiots, then yeah, yeah. you're screwed. And they could also take okay. someone else at 13 and then take him with 15 and then his uh his over under is 13 and a half. Yeah, so right. They could end up still be. taking him at 15 and you could end Lose up taking him. You could end up losing cuz his his uh the over or at least on DraftKings the over is minus 210 and the under it the under is uh plus 170. Yep. So you're you're taking a a risk with that because I mean I don't think anyone else other than the Hornets I haven't really seen anyone else other than the Hornets like really going crazy trying to like no one's going to trade up to get him obviously but I think he's like his uh top 10 odds were it was like plus 450 or something but I don't think he's going to be picked ahead of Duran Duran whatever Okay all right, so let's 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 throw out a couple of real quick little rapid fire over under with players that were mentioned on Knicks Jets etc. Were have been mentioned through draft class and that Chris has honestly been yelling about for days. So we'll start with Dyson Daniels. His over is seven and a half and uh, plus one twenty five. I see it under is minus one sixty five. Let's just go down the row. What do you got here, Chris? He's not going top. Well, hold on. Who seven. has six? Top seven. Indy has six. Oh. Mm. Who? I, I, Indy. I don't think they would go with him at six. So I, I don't think Dyson goes top six. I don't think he goes top seven. I think eight New Orleans is the first spot he comes into consideration. That's uh, a pl- that's plus 125 there. Greg or Chip, do you have any thoughts there? 
Nothing. All right. Yeah. All no, right. I'm not. I'm not going at that. I'm not doing that one. I don't like. I don't like Dyson to go high, man. Teams, when you're contact averse at the rim, I know he just had a growth spurt. I know he's playing against grown men. When you are like three to four inches taller than average for your position and you're contact averse in your game, I don't. I don't think you want to compete that bad. It's just I know that's biased. I know that's harsh. As someone who coached like your coaches right now, like uh, middle school grade you know, middle, middle school age players. Like I would talk about this a lot. Getting to the rim is really important. Yada, yada. Um, I just think Dyson, like it's, I've been saying it's the wrong ball brother. He keeps getting compared to everyone keeps saying, Oh, it's LaMelo. It's giddy. And now it's Dyson. These six, eight, six, nine point guards coming out of New Zealand and Australia. And they're going to take the lead by storm. And I think Dyson's way more Lonzo, way more, way more of a connector. I think he's a do-it-all wing with playmaking upside, with creation upside. I don't think he walks in as your point guard the way a lot of Nick fans are like, Dyson would solve our point guard issues at 11. Emmanuel quickly legitimately has a better chance of solving your point guard issues than Dyson <laughs> Daniels. Why are Nick fans so... D- yeah, you know, I don't want Quickly and Dyson, quickly and Dyson together, quickly and Dyson together, that wingspan is terrifying. I think that would be really good. I like but a lot of Nick fans would say they can't share the court because there's only one ball. And I'm like, what Dyson Daniels games are you watching? Like, what, what are the, you know, he's, I, I, I just, I'm not comfortable projecting him. Thing. I'm not even triggering you. I think that's I know. more of like his IQ, like a true point guard type deal. No, but people saying, oh, well, if he's going to be the point guard, then you can't have Daniels out there also being the point guard. So Daniels isn't a point guard. How about that? Like, I don't think Ivy's a point guard. <laughs> Is that an insult? No, I think he's a two. I think he's an off ball guard. Yeah. I didn't think Suggs was a point guard last year. Was that an insult? No, I had him top four on my board. Still it's like, not. It's, it, it's not, it's <laughs> not an insult. It's just the kind of player you are. If we're going to talk about guys and describe them, you can't be like, oh, well, this guy does this and this. Someone else is like, what? You don't project him to get better at finishing, finishing through contact, shooting, pass. It's like, okay, well, you're just, you have got a CVS receipt at this point of stuff he needs to get better at, like to be what you're telling me he's going to be. That's why I, I refer to him as a do-it-all wing with creation upside. I do not see him as a playmaking wing. Last guy I made that mistake with, started the draft cycle, was telling people, Denny Avdia, I've got him top five on my board. I've got him. To, I had him. I was working oh, for SI that summer. That was my Justice summer. Winslow, man. That was my and Justice I, Winslow. And I was pushing him. I was pushing I him. I love Justice. I was. I Me too. I was pushing, I was pushing Denny top five. And then I actually dove into full games. Spencer Perlman was kind enough to send me several full games. This is when I really discovered how important full games were. And I watched several full games. I was like, oh, this guy can't do stuff. He just (laughs) is good at things. He can't actually, he can't actually do them. He's just good at them. He can't apply it. And then I took him out of my top 10. Like he was, I went from pushing him top five to saying he wasn't a top 10 guy, but he would still be good. And everyone was like, what's wrong with you? He's the number four prospect in this draft. Like, anyone heard his name in the last two years, like at all? Nope. I think they're trying to trade up, and I think he's the guy they're trying to trade. <laughs> like, two I, years if I were them, them, if I were them, I would rather keep Denny than Kispert, but I would keep Rui over both. So uh, I get trying to move Denny because he's probably who has value, if, if any, if much. So yeah, right. to bring that back around with Dyson, I I like him. I just don't love him. He's been mocked. He's been mocked all over the place too. Oh, you I'm, can't. 
you can't over bet on his position. I'm taking. I'm. I, you can bet, Chip. You in fact can bet over seven and a half. Over seven and a half. Over seven and a half at plus odds should not be a thing. I like that. Yeah, oh yeah, that's that. true. Over that's seven good. and a half. But again, he's been. Uh, what if some team does something stupid? What if the Blazers like him or something? I, I don't know. I think Blazers yeah. going to trade. But yeah, so l- l- let me just uh, throw out just a couple more. We got Jalen Williams under sixteen at minus one fifty. That's that's Chris's boy. What do we think about Jalen right there? Chip. I already odds? took I already took a Jalen. Yeah. I already took a Jalen. I know where Chip stands here. He loves he loves he loves him. So you I like love Jalen. I, I love Jalen though. You like I would take right? I would take Jalen under. I would. I, I so think, so you said the line was sixteen? Yeah, under sixteen at yeah. minus one fifty. Okay, so where are you looking at that? In a in a hypothetical world where I'm you, you know like fake stocks. So I yeah. I gamble with fake money. Sure. And um in a hypothetical world like in my in my simulator, yeah. I put $10 on Jalen Williams under 18 and a half on June 20th, 2 days ago. His line was 18 and a half, under 18 and a half was minus 145. I did not care and I put a <laughs> one unit play on it. I really like that. Reason why? Who has pick Atlanta has 16, right? Mm-hmm. The line was under 18 and a half. Atlanta has 16 and there's a rumor that they promised him there. So why would the line be like, why? Right now it's 16. Now we've got a conversation to have. Do I think there is a team in the lottery that would take him? Yes. Do I wish it was the Knicks? Yes. Is it them? No. No. Cleveland (laughs) at 14. Yes. Cleveland at 14. Yes. They traded for Karis LeVert. They were fielding, uh, they were fielding offers for, no, they, I mean, Indiana was, Nick sent in an offer for him, but, but it was, wasn't fantastic. I like that on there. Um, LeVert, man, maybe there's a succession plan here. Maybe they don't see Karis LeVert as having a long term future in Cleveland. They take Malachi. They, they know of a wing. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Oh, Malachi. okay. So Malachi under fourteen and a half is plus one thirty-five. Already took it. Mm-hmm. I like plus, that. Plus uh, odds. Plus, you're basically betting on Cleveland to take him. It's not going to be Charlotte. They just took Book Knight. Yeah. It's not going to be Oklahoma City because I think they're going to go whatever highest upside. Maybe Malachi is their guy. I doubt it. Um, I would see that. I would see them finding a way. I've heard they wanted to trade up from twelve. Look at Sharp. So Malachi under fourteen and a half is plus one forty on DraftKings. I like that one. Sharp like over that. eight no? is plus one fifteen. You just sharp. mentioned you just mentioned sharp. Do you think he's gonna go in the top eight? Uh, sharp over eight. What? Over eight is plus money, plus one fifteen. He might fall to San Antonio, and I don't know if they'd be interested. Oh, that's too close. Okay. All right. How about this? This one kind of threw me off guard. Eason at under seventeen and a half is minus one forty. Is that easy money? No, it's not easy. Really? But I do think the workout stuff is getting overblown. I do think I I put out on my lottery board, he's having bad workouts according to everyone. I heard Minnesota was by far his worst, and that was a team I thought would take him at 19. Um, Now I could see them going with someone like EJ Liddell over him, uh, who I love EJ, by the way. But um, the thing with Tari is that he... Like the Rockets pick 18, right? 
that's got to be his floor. I think. Okay. I think that's the latest he goes. I think if he's on the clock at 18, he goes. But I don't, I can't imagine any of the teams top. I can't say, like, if AJ's on the clock at 11, the Knicks are going with him over Tari. Um, the Hornets don't think they take Tari. And then Atlanta, no. Chicago, I think trades that pick. We'll see. Uh, but Rudy Gobert, definitely <laughs> maybe a bull. So we'll look into that. That's but, what I've, I've been, I've been actually saying that. Is that a real rumor? Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I've, I've been, I've been screaming that people look at me like I have 11 heads. I think that's a perfect fit. I also that, think Vooch uh, in Utah is amazing. Well, Vooch, Vooch and Pat Will is the offer that Chicago. My boy, Pat Will, yo. Chicago didn't want to do that. Chicago didn't want to do that. Um, but I could see them getting weird and not including Pat Will, including the first rounder. Utah uses it on Baji if he's there and just like is like, hey Donovan, we're getting you win now help. You know? I know this is a little off the rails, but if I'm the Knicks, I am calling the Bulls nonstop asking about Pat Williams. But that's just me. Let's let's stick to the draft. You got you mentioned Liddell. You got Liddell, and you we were kind of talking about this uh off air. First to be drafted, Liddell minus one seventy five over Jovich. Do you like that? In my simulator, <laughs> I have I have two units on plus one ten Liddell over Jovich. It was plus one twenty. I put one unit, went to plus one hundred, I put another unit, so average those plus one ten, two unit play. And then it flew to a favorite by a lot. Man, I think I'm 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 not in like by rule, I'm not a fan of any bet that has shorter Almost odds than, than minus 150. No, like minus 150, I'll do. I get 15 to profit 10. I get 150 to profit 100. Anything like even minus 160, okay. Ah, it's just $1, whatever. <laughs> um, minus 175 or higher is just like, what am I doing here? This is like, I'm chasing money. I'm not chasing valuable bets, right? Um, so I, I'm going to say I would... I would pass on that, but I don't, I can't tell you why. It's just a value. Like I, there's no basketball reason as to why I don't see a world in which, um, in which Jovic goes early at all. Like he did not have a good combine. His interviews did not. I'll say one of his interviews didn't happen at all. Um, cause someone was getting some Z's. So tough. Yeah, I do That's not tough. think his pre-draft process has gone very well. And All right, well, I, I love Liddell. So maybe here's the this thing. is two biases colliding for me, but I, I still like that value. I just wouldn't advise a big play on it. But here's the thing, like Johnny Davis over A.J. Griffin, the same exact odds. And I think Johnny Davis is definitely going to get picked in front of A.J. Griffin. And I like it. I like it. A winning money is a winning bet, right, Greg? Like, yeah. if, if it's a winning money line bet, just take the damn money line and shut up, right? I feel like everyone yells at me to do that. I, I, no, I kind of agree with Chris on that. Like, if the the odds are – nothing's a guaranteed thing when it comes to betting, right? That's the beauty of it. So I'm not laying big juice on stuff, especially when with draft stuff. You never know where these teams are going. So, um yeah, I'm not really too big on if it's minus 200 or something like that. I stay right. away from it. All right. Last fun ones here. We got Wendell Moore, your boy, over 27 at plus 110. You taking it or no? Over 27? Yeah. 
at plus 110. <laughs> yeah, or under 27 is minus 150. <laughs> We're talking about the minus 150 here. Value-wise, value <laughs> give me give me 0.25 units on the the plus side of that on him in your, going in your, in your simulator in the simulator. I don't want to I don't want to take I don't want to take the over cuz I don't want to be rooting for him to get drafted lower so that's fair I wanna, yeah <laughs> I don't want to be rooting for him to fall <laughs> that's fair but yeah that is better value that the as far as betting advice goes yeah I wouldn't bet on him to go earlier although I have seen his odds to go earlier go down like I think he must have done well at the combine or something, but he, no, I, I wouldn't bet on him to fall in the draft. I think he's, I think, I also think he's going to be a good player, but can we talk about a quick, can we talk about one, the actual one sentence, quick simulator snipe? Jalen Williams before Marjan Bochamp was minus 130. I got two units on that. Let's go. That's a nice one. Yeah, I got that. That's the one we talked about. Yep. It's completely, completely off the board now, Chip. It's off the board now. I like that. That moved dramatically. Yeah. Like, uh, this was, oh, John, yeah. did we talk got this about before Williams blew up? Yeah. And then, <laughs> did we talk about if the Knicks stay at 11, who's going there? Did we give out those picks? Did we talk about that? Oh, no? oh, oh, Jeremy Grant just got traded live on the show. Jeremy oh, Grant just got traded live on the show. To oh where? My goodness, where did he? 2025 go? first round pick via Milwaukee from Portland. Detroit swaps 2022 second round picks, getting 36 for 46 with Portland. Denver gets a 2025 second round pick back from Portland. Okay. Portland, so basically they had to unfuck some protections, but yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Jeremy Grant is a blazer, and it didn't cost the seventh pick. Okay, I was, I was waiting. Wait, they for didn't something. have to give up the seventh pick. No, oh, seven belongs. Where'd the money go? Where'd the money go? Oh, Portland just Portland absorbed it. I think Portland's wow. gonna. No, no, it's not the new league year. Portland's gonna send them shitter deals. I think we'll see. Yeah, they have to have to be some players in there, right? Wow. I wonder. So, you think there's gonna be a sign trade for Simons? No. Okay. I don't think so. Like no, I just like said the one. Unt- I think he's like the one untouchable guy on the roster. I just he's saw a tweet. I just saw a tweet. Dame, obviously. No, he's restricted. They're gonna. They, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, yeah. I just saw a tweet the other day. It was who would you rather have for the next five years, Tyrese Halliburton or Ant Simons? And I, I made my vote. You guys know who I voted for, but yeah, I have a pretty good idea. Um, <laughs> I, I think Simons. I think. Yeah, I, <laughs> Well, the only thing he is more than pro IQ is anti Halliburton. So true. respect that. That's <laughs> true. Respect right, well, me not liking the guy that has pee running down his legs every time he's playing in the clutch. <laughs> oh my god. That just sounds like the whole Knicks team. All right. <laughs> respect respect you will respect RJ Barrett hitting a game winner over John Morant and Jason Tatum. Yes. What does that have and, to do with and, and Fournier, Halliburton? I guess. So we respect Fournier for hitting one shot in game one. I stand with Evan Fournier. <laughs> hey, there will no if there's any Evan Fournier slander on this podcast, I'll walk right. <laughs> ahead. All right, all right, all right. I, I, I stand fun, with Chip on that. This is my last question, and this is me just rooting for fun. This is like me taking the over in the Pro Bowl because just if I because I have to look at the score. I'm taking over six and a half trades at minus one twenty. I I, I just I, even dumb trades, dumb trades happen. Just trades in general. I want trades in the fir- during the first round. This one doesn't count, unfortunately. Right, but- yeah, no, no picks. <laughs> yeah. 
But hopefully that line goes down to five and a half <laughs> before I take it. But I'm taking that. Anyone have anything else to add uh, before we wrap up this fantastic draft show where I feel like we touched virtually every single person, even rumored to go in the first round? Um, yes. If if it comes back up on the board, the Knicks first draft pick, yes. there, I have a plan of action. Oh, tell us. <laughs> One unit, Jaden Ivey. One unit, uh, AJ Griffin. 0.25 Marjan Bochamp. In my simulator Peach. right now, I have a three dollar free bet that it, it, you know, like I there was a fake promo sure, and I used it. Sure, sure. Um, and uh, I have a three dollar free bet to profit one oh five on Marjan Bochamp to be the Knicks first pick. If this is a this is a you want to talk about Doctor Strange one reality, not Ivy. This is with it. If they can't get Ivy. If Griffin goes top 10 and Davis goes top 10, so say Griffin goes eight to New Orleans or seven or whatever, Johnny goes to Washington. The Knicks are on the clock at 11. Everyone they like is gone. They think they can trade back for Jalen Williams or Marjan Bochamp. I, I also have $3 on Williams to profit 75. Um, in this, in the sim, in the simulator, uh, those, that's the one reality is they, they say, you know what? Screw this. We're punting this pick. We're trading back. We're taking the pick we get, trading that away for future picks. <laughs> and, and we're just, t- they're going to pick at 17, you know, whatever, whatever team, you know, Houston has 17 and 26. Maybe yeah, they trade we- 11 for 17, 26, um, and a future first and then take 17, draft Bochop and get to 26 and trade that for a future first the way they did with the cam. The eventual camp pick. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a Doctor Strange one reality where a three dollar bet on Marjan Bochamp to be the Knicks' first pick nets you a hundred five dollars, and that that's me. You should parlay that with the Knicks under for the season wins. (laughs) Hey, hey, not a bad idea. (laughs) Honestly, John. Last thing I had is Johnny Davies definitely going to Washington. That's Bradley Beal's guy. Think about it. Just is Bradley Beal staying in Washington? You, he's been running around like he's pocked the last couple of days, talking about I know where I'm going, but I'm not. I'm not gonna tell you. Shut up, dude. We get. I respect you. Like the wealth, and you like being the president of Washington D.C., and you like being a Wizards GM of your own team. Wizards fans don't even like him. Wizards fans are. He's sick. at every. He's at every Mystics game. He's Wizards really involved in the like community. He's count. involved in the community. He's the president of D.C., <laughs> and he likes that. He's gonna stay. He's going to have them draft the guy who allows him to do nothing on defense. <laughs> you know, Johnny, highest usage in college and was going try hard on defense every play. And at six foot five, led his conference in rebounds. Bradley Beal can play with that guy and not have, if he doesn't have that offensive usage, he has all the energy in the world to cover him on defense. And I think Brad knows that and has been prodding the front office for him. All right. Plus 225. That's my last bet of the day. Throwing it in there. Johnny Davis to the Wizards? Yeah. Ninth pick, right? To the ninth pick. Are they 10? They're Down. 10. They're 10. They're I'm already 10. exhausted by the yeah, draft. I'm exhausted by the trades. I feel like yesterday I was being called absolutely insane on the Knicks pod. And everything I said happened this morning. <laughs> like Kyrie's going to the Lakers. I was insane for that. Like uh, everything's just crazy, dude. I, I'm worried IQ is going to go and Chris is going to have a meltdown. Like I, I just don't, I just don't know what's going to happen. He's staying. You see right. his you see his Instagram story today? You know who's bas- you, you know who's basketball Mitchell, camp? Right? 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. You think they're trading? You think they're trading that kid? Come I don't on. know. You, you can say about, the same thing if you're fan. No, no. We Mitchell. have we have Wilson Fisk as our president of basketball operations. We have Kingpin. Uh, Tony Soprano as our as our president of basketball operations. You think they're trading the guy who Donovan Mitchell has decided he likes hanging out with? I mean, let me be honest with you, man. I think that every single thing, every single rumor that has come out about the Knicks, besides that they tried this and it did not work, I think is completely made up. And I think that the only reason that the 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 Knicks trades that failed or the Knicks are talking with this team even comes out is because Leon Rose, like you mentioned, I think he's negotiating through the media. I really think we learned this. Joe Douglas and Leon Rose, they both move the same exact way. They, the only time the media knows is when they're negotiating through. Like the only Without time hair? Without, they're the same person. Like the, the only reason we found out about Tyreek Hill was because of it was over, and we were like wanting. Basically, we're negotiating for Debo Samuel without calling San Francisco, and I feel like that's the same thing that's happening here. the The only reason that this is all coming out is to let everybody know what we're offering. You know what I mean? We're not trading this guy. We're not. We're not doing this. We're willing to trade Burks and Noel. That just came out. Like I feel like you know the the twenty twenty three Dallas pick. That's something on- else. Something yeah. else. I, I just want to make note of the fact that. Before the playoffs, we were talking about Brunson at 18 a year, maybe 20. During the playoffs, we were like, oh, this might cost 22 to 25 a year. Article comes out the other day. Knicks are preparing 25 million in cap space for Brunson. What article comes out that same day, six hours later? The Dallas Mavericks are thinking they might have to offer Brunson 25 million a year. I wonder where that number came from. Now, today, Woj in his paywall article drops that the Mavs have decided internally that they realize they might have to drop a near max on Brunson to extend him. Who's driving this price up on Jalen Brunson? His literal godfather. His godfather runs a basketball team and works for the agency that he's signed to. What are we doing here? Malcolm Brogdon. Oh, the Knicks really want to give 11 for Brogdon. Berman going on all these shows. Oh, the Knicks want to give 11 for Brogdon. Jeremy Wu today. Knicks have no interest in trading 11 for Brogdon. I wonder why we spent all this time drumming up this market. Which agency do you, if you guys just had to take a shot in the dark, do you think Malcolm Brogdon <laughs> is signed to? Clutch sports. Yeah, clutch, right? It's like, it's so the blueprint is sitting in front of your face. And people are like, the blueprint to build a yacht is in front of people's faces. And they're like, ooh, look, I can fold this into a paper airplane. Like, what What are you doing? Get a grip. Like, look at, look at what's happening in front of you. It's well, so obvious, the game me, we're playing. Let me ask you a question, man. Does, speaking of this whole thing, I, we're off the rails now. And I, I, this is a Knicks question here. Do you think that Randall finally ends up in Sacramento for that pick? Because OB, he's Absolutely a not. Uh, every oh, every single offer I've heard from what the Knicks offered and got rejected to what the offer they responded with, which is still currently on the table, is no mention of Randall. The Kings tried for Randall at last year's deadline. Yeah, they offered a shit steak of a platter. The Knicks turned it down. They went and traded for Sabonis and gave up Hallie like they didn't really want to. No, no way are they going to now be like, oh, well, actually... What if we just did get both? Like, okay, I know the Kings are stupid. They're not that stupid. They want Obi. They know, want Obi. They want Collins or Obi. <laughs> they're like, that's not a coincidence. Those are two similar yeah. kinds of players. They clearly have something in mind. 
Dude, have you can tell me they're not dumb and they're about to give up the fourth pick and acquire John Collins. <laughs> and then the same, that's the same brand. I don't think they deal. They don't, they're not going to deal with Atlanta. They're not going to. The I don't. Trade of all time. Have you ever ever seen someone trade from four to sixteen just for a player? That's not like a multi-time. the worst player, the worst contract. What are we talking about? It's not <laughs> happening. It's, it's it's what it sounds okay. like. It's not happening. All right. So, what what do you think the Knicks are going to do? Are they going to trade up or no? You're killing me, man. I think this is the last they, question. We, we, they're we, we, going, we literally went all the way around. They're, <laughs> they're going after it. You know, people with fake sources were coming on the app. Oh, they're going to do anything at all costs to Shout get LaMelo Ball. Um, <laughs> uh, now we got people running around, you know, saying different. This is someone they're actually really after. Like the, the offer I've heard is on the table now. From what I, we could, the second this ends, we can talk about it. Um, but from what I've heard is on the table now, man, like they, it's not crazy. It's just a, wow, Leon Rose is offering that much for an unknown. Like, you know, they, they, they think he's a known. They, they know what he is. They, they think they know what he is. And what he is is a guard with star potential who could come to New York. And if teammates with guys like Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, who's a rim runner that the Knicks are reportedly going to extend, he could elevate their talent. It's really simple. They're real. They're after this kid. Mark Berman came on draft class, my show, and called him the apple of their eye these last couple months. Like that's a real thing. They really want Ivy. They have backup plans. That's not like Berman trying to bury a lead. Like no, like they they actually really like this kid. However, much like anything, hatred, love, whatever. It's every. It's a two way street, right? So. Obviously, the team with the pick has to like call in a trade for it and deal it away. And I'm not going to lie, man. As we get closer to draft night, teams have been thinking in the last couple months about the draft. The odds that a team with the number four pick is like, screw it. We're not drafting here. This is why I think they might just stick and take Keegan and screw, screw the Pistons because the Pistons just traded Jeremy. They're going to be like, oh, the Pistons want Keegan. Well, we're going to take him. And then the Pistons are like, well, there's no one we want now, so we'll trade down for Matherin with New York. And Dude, I think I think the Pistons are going to get DeAndre Ayton. Just tweeted that's... tweeted while we were on this show once the trade broke that that's why they cleared up cap space. Let's go. We're on the same page here, man. We're on. I I DeAndre Ayton is going to be sick over there too, and I hope we can steal Isaiah Stewart. But he's that's neither here nor there. We are sick. so he's not going to be sick without Chris Paul. But he's not going to be sick without Chris Paul. But whatever, we don't need to do that. Chris Paul, Greg, do you have any thoughts on Chris Paul? Nope, none. I'm happy that Chip, <laughs> happy that Chip picked the winner in golf. I'll let him off with that one. <laughs> I'm a week off with Chris uh, Paul talk. You gotta get out of jail free. You gotta yeah. get out of jail free for picking Matt Fitzpatrick. Remember my infamous Chris Paul is old enough to be my dad line. Oh God! Can we can we revisit after the actual? Shit running down his legs against the Dallas Mavericks in Game Seven was visible to everyone on national television. Almost everyone, Chris. <laughs> Besides two people, Pip <laughs> and Ryan <Ryder> Solo. <laughs> he didn't play well. He didn't play well. I said that. He didn't play well. Uh, yo, that's so good. Chip, Chip, I'm gonna give you the last word on the show. Who wins the Travelers? Who wins the Travelers? I took. Shit, I got a, a hold on. Let me bring Tiger up my Woods? parlay. First of all, round one leader, <laughs> Rory is round one leader. All right. 
And uh, I got a parlay, Rory top 10, Patrick Cantley top 20. And Good aim for me. Yeah, and Xander <laughs> to win. Okay. And uh, yeah. And <laughs> I also I threw Malachi Branham's under 14 and a half in there just to mess He's around. He's playing the Travelers? No, <laughs> <laughs> and All maybe right. throw Jabari in if if you want to throw him in there for the number one pick. And also look at look at Patrick Cantley to win too, because he's had a ton of success at the but Travelers. I don't know, man. You said okay, that's fair. If he had a lot of success with the Travelers, I'll take that. But whenever you say Rory, he does well. You hate Rory. So he's like it's, it's like that kind of thing for me. So the I, I'm gonna sprinkle on Rory. I was looking at Jordan Spieth won this in twenty seventeen. And I actually looked at him, and then I was like, "It's Jordan Spieth. I can't. I, I will never. I don't even want to look <laughs> at him. Do it. I can't." But Rory, uh, round one leader, I really like, and I like that parlay I had. I, I'm high on on Rory for this one again. Yeah, just because okay. he did technically play well. Yeah, and right. uh, you know, U.S. Open again. So I like Rory, round one leader, and Xander to win. I think is a good one. All right, and there you have it, guys. Throw in the simulator. You got the whole NBA draft. We sprinkled some golf. Greg, you have a last minute thought here? I don't leave you hanging. You have a last minute thought? My last minute thought. My last minute thought is dark, so I don't know if I want to share it. But <laughs> I think I think the Knicks stay at eleven. I think they want trade up. I think the Knicks stay at eleven. I think we draft AJ Griffith, and he just stinks. Oh my! He's hurt all the time. Bryce, he cut he that. Stinks. Bryce, That's my episode that. over. That's episode my episode over. Get me the hell out of here! I'm terrified. Jesus Christ! Why did I give you the last word on that terrible note? I hope you stop listening after Chips golf pick. Don't even. Don't subscribe. Don't like. Don't thumbs down. Thumbs down. Tell them never to bring me back on because me being on is what led to this being said. Somehow. Right, we're, having, we're having such a good episode. All right, Cancel guys. the show. Everything's canceled. Tune in next week. We'll see how bad we did or how good we did. We love you guys. Comment what you got. Thank you so much, Chris. Yeah, let us know what you guys are taking in the comments. Thanks for having me, guys. Draft class. Thank you, Chip, Nick's again. School, Chip Murphy 7, Nick Jets, etc. Peace. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.